0: Hello and welcome to In Business Talks 2. We are excited to welcome you to our bonus episode, The Friday Fix. We are your hosts, Tracy and Ian Earl, founders of In Business, a networking and business support community. And together, we, we are, are In, in business. business.
1: Every Friday, we will be discussing a business-related subject with either one of our wonderful In Business networking members or a fellow business owner, who will be sharing their advice, thoughts and knowledge on a particular topic. Oh, and make sure you listen to the end of the show to hear our guests tell us about their favourite networking tip. This week's episode is called Be Careful What You Put In Your Suitcase. And our special guest this week is Stephen Spencer of Not Just Travel. Enjoy. So we'd like to welcome our guest today on The Friday Fix. And it's Stephen Spencer of Not Just Travel. Welcome, Stephen.
2: Welcome, Steve. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Tracy. and Ian. Yeah, good to be with you you guys this morning.
1: Tell us a little bit about, about what you do.
2: Uh, my wife, Debbie, and I, we are travel franchisees. And our parent company is Not Just Travel, who are based in Bournemouth. We're over 500 now fellow franchisees like ourselves. Um, and we are affiliated to Hayes Travel, so they are the UK's largest independent travel agency, uh, and everything that we sell and process is straight through the main Hayes system. We've got access to the whole of market, and we've got a great support network behind us as well.
0: So we'll start with the first question, basically. What problems then do you envisage or anticipate are likely to be happening for people going forward? Because it's a bit tricky with the D industry at the moment, isn't it? So what's... What's your thoughts on what's going to be happening?
2: Tricky's um, putting it mildly in, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> this last 12 months has been, you know, it's been something that yeah, we could never have envisaged. Nobody did. And then also we've got the Brexit factor as well in the mix, which has created not problems, but just things that people need to be aware of. Um, so I think the Brexit one is probably the first one to touch on, and that is to make sure that, When you do go abroad now into Europe, make sure that you've got six months validity on your passport at the date of return. Uh, That is now a requirement. It's always been a requirement for most other parts of the world, but it's not been in Europe. So that's one thing that we do stress to customers who are booking. The other thing, the EHIC cards, which were the little uh, blue insurance cards that gave you uh, local cover within Europe, they are no longer being issued. Now, if you do have an EHIC card that's still valid, that will still be honoured. You know, once it expires, that's it. You won't get, uh, you won't get another one. But again, what we always stress to customers as well. Many people think, oh, I've got an e hit card. That's okay. I don't need to bother with insurance. That's not, not the answer. Please, please, always take out adequate travel insurance for your trip. Now, it depends what what type of trip you're doing but what we tend to advise people if if they're traveling several times a year you know some people do you probably better get an annual travel insurance policy because this will provide better value for money you need to make sure that you're honest with them at the time of you know taking out the policy if you've got any underlying conditions or you're on any medications you need to declare those otherwise if you have an incident and it's related to something you've not declared, you might find yourself not covered. That's applicable with any insurance, I guess. And also, if you travel into certain parts of the world where medical treatment is more expensive, such as the USA, the Caribbean, you will need a slightly enhanced policy. So you need to to let the provider know where you're planning on going as well um, to make sure that the cover that you get is right for you. Finally, on the insurance thing, if you're doing anything hazardous while you're away I, I don't know if you're going uh, white water rafting or or even if you're just going on a skiing holiday you need to make them aware of that as well because that does have different levels of cover and different requirements so that's the insurance part really at the moment we've got COVID uh, you know that's a big issue that's created uh, untold problems lots of extra form filling now We don't know what it's going to look like at the moment. We'll get more clarity next week when the government announce its plans on the 5th of April. That's when the the task force, uh, the industry task force, report back and, and they make the statement. It's likely, though, that going forward, you will need to either proof of vaccination or... Proof of a, a negative PCR test within seventy-two hours of departure. The, these are requirements that were in place last year uh, when the travel corridors were opened up, and we we expect that something similar will be introduced again for the new rules when when they do when they do come in.
0: So it sounds like it's all going to be um, fairly tricky for you guys going forward, then, doesn't it? You've a lot of work to do, haven't you? A lot of things to think about, and when you when you're advising people, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it, it's just part of what we do Ian, to be honest you know it's it all part of the service it's all part <laughs> of the service and it, it, it's an ever-changing uh, dynamic at the moment and that's that's the thing we we don't know what the rules are going to look like fully uh, until they are you know un, until they do um, release them uh, yeah. and it, There's been much speculation in the press about a traffic light system uh, where there'll be green, amber and red. So countries on the green list will be fairly free to to move between. Again, though, probably with proof of a vaccination or uh, a negative test. But there are likely to be countries where, you know, the population is fairly well vaccinated, such as a place like Israel, or where the prevalence of COVID within the population is fairly low.
0: You're right about doing the um, proof that you've been vaccinated things. Do you think peop- passport? Yeah, like a proof of vaccination passport or whatever. Do you think that's going to be happening? Do you think people will have to prove that they've had the vaccinations before they'll be allowed to travel?
2: I think it will become a tool that will make it easier. I think if you're not prepared to prove that you've had it, I think you will probably have to prove a negative test. Yeah. Mm. Because the you know the country that you're traveling to will want to make sure that they're protecting their population they're not going to want people coming in um, who are not willing to declare that they're they're either free of covid or they've been inoculated against it so I think, yeah, I think it 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 will almost become a tool that we will need to travel with. Some parts of the world now, you've got to prove if you're going that you've that you've got, you know, you've not got yellow fever, that you've got a, a declaration against yellow fever. Yeah. So it, it'll probably. So if you've follow had the on.
1: vaccine, then there's no reason why y- you don't want to declare it, is there? Really? No. So, in my opinion, anyway.
2: No, and and I think it will. I think it will open doors for you. I and mean, some of the cruise operators. Uh, and one or two of the airlines have already said that this is going to be a requirement. Saga have said for all of their cruises that, you know, they will only take passengers who have had the two vaccinations. Yeah. right. And similarly, Qantas have said it, travelling to Australia. So it's probably something that's going to become yeah more prevalent.
0: What are the tips and tricks do you, do you have then for people who are planning on eventually going on holiday this year? Have you got a, have you got well, any some good suggestions that people might want to think about before either they, they go or when they're going or whatever that might be?
2: Yeah, I think I think the key the key things when when you are deciding where you're going, check out the F, FCDO website, which is the Co- Foreign Commonwealth Development Office website, which is part of the main government website. And that will give you comprehensive up to date information and advice to any given country and we always advise people just to have a look at that just to make sure that they are aware of any restrictions that might be in place and also just to be aware of some of the customs in in some parts of the world that are different to us you know and if you, some places are very sensitive to certain things if you go to some of the arab countries you know they're very You know, you've got to be very careful. Women have got to dress modestly. Um, You've got to avoid any public shows of affection when you're outside and things like that. Or, you know, you can't be walking down the street drinking alcohol. Well, whilst they do, many of them do tolerate alcohol, it's, it's within the confines of a restaurant or a bar. But there are some great places to go. The Middle East is really popular. We sell lots of holidays to there. Uh, but we just tell people just to be aware, you know, that you're going into a, a, a different environment. And yeah. uh, uh, another another great tip is if you're going to Israel on a Saturday, that is their Sabbath, we'll find on a Saturday in Israel pretty much everything will stop. The, the, the public transport, even their own airline, El Al, the national airline, don't fly on a Saturday. You know, these are just things to be aware of. Also, a big one is industry protection and that is the travel provider that you book with obviously we hope you book with us but if you go elsewhere just be careful because the internet you know it's a great tool for for many things now and it's dead easy to book a holiday on the internet and dead easy to find out any information that, that you might want to f- you know you might need to know but just check the small print with a, a lot of these uh, online travel agencies. Mm. Just make sure they're a member of ABTA. If they're not, then try and find out why not. It may be that the fallen fall and foul of the code of ethics around the refunds due to COVID. That's been a factor this last year. Uh, a number of companies had to resign from ABTA because they were not adhering to the, you know, the strict code of conduct around refunds.
1: That's interesting.
2: So you make sure you've got ABTA protection. And ABTA also protects the traveller uh, for land and sea arrangements if the if the travel provider failed uh, the other one is what's known as atoll protection now that is uh, any holiday that's booked with an air travel element so this is provided by the uk civil aviation authority and again if the operator you know if the tour operator was to to go bust it, it you are financially protected through this if the operator were to go bust and you were overseas, they would make sure that you were repatriated. So these are things that people need to be aware of. Yeah. And everything that we sell uh, is fully protected. So we we make sure of that for our clients. That's good to know. Yeah. and, and, And the other one, again, just going back to the immigration requirements, again, if you go into certain parts of the world, a lot of people don't realize that what may seem everyday medications that that you, you take taking this country over the counter medications might be uh, illegal in some parts of the world
1: all right can you give us an example of that one
2: Steve? yeah i mean if uh, again if again if you're going to middle east or greece diazepam codeine and tramadol are illegal in those countries another one if you're going to japan Sudafed and vix really illegal <laughs> in japan wow. because they're Conti- they contain an ingredient called pseudoephedrine, which is a banned substance in Japan. Right. And again, if you're going um, Singapore, sleeping pills, and any anti-anxiety pills or strong painkillers require a license there as well. Right. Um, is there a so- place where you can check in each country what's, a- what's allowed?
0: Tablets or medication, should I say, rather than drugs? What medication are you allowed to take?
2: Again, I would start at the Foreign and Commonwealth... Development office website, the UK one. If the information's not on there, there will be a link to the the equivalent website of the country that you're visiting, where you will find more details.
0: Because potentially you could you could take these things in quite innocently, couldn't you? it's yeah.
2: Normal medication to you in a box, you know, that
0: you just take every day, then you could take them in quite innocently and be. Being...
2: Yeah. Well, we always again we always say that if you're going to some some places. You, you need to, you know, if, if it's anywhere that you're unsure of, you should really take a copy of, of your prescription as well, if you're on prescription oh, medication, right, right. that will keep you out of jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but yeah, and, and another one, again, going back to Singapore, chewing gum in the street is illegal. Also, if you are going to Mexico, vaping is big no-no in Mexico, so if you've got a vaping canister or any liquids, they're a banned substance, so you We always advise customers going to Mexico.
1: To give up smoking (laughs) or give up (laughs) vaping.
2: If you're a vaper, don't do it. And then on the reverse side of that, of course, if you're coming back to the UK, there'll be be medications and and some drugs that are maybe permissible in some parts of the world. I mean, cannabis now seems to be uh, allowed in certain places, but don't try and bring that back into the UK with you. You know, you've got to look at it both ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. The other one as well is packing. When people are going away, we always say, you know, just particularly on the, the European uh, routes, many of the airlines now are very strict on the on the weight limits for, for checked, checked in luggage. So do you need to take beach towels? They're quite heavy. The hotel you're going to may well provide towels around the pool, you know, things like that, or put your towel in your hand luggage you know, put some of the heavier things in your hand luggage because you can generally take about 10 kilos in your hand luggage. Again, touching on the hand luggage, any liquids, if you've got liquids, they must be packed in a clear plastic bag inside your hand luggage and in containers of no more than 100 mils. Um, So again, if you've got some creams and deodorants and shower gels, uh, make sure you pack those in your your suitcase to go in in the aircraft hold another top tip another another top tip really as well always make sure you pack a change of clothes in your hand luggage don't get caught out as i once did <laughs> i was traveling to the far east and i got held up for 24 hours in amsterdam because of bad weather in amsterdam and had to stay in a hotel overnight but my luggage my, my main suitcase was actually just in the airport complex somewhere awaiting um uh, loading onto my flight the next day to go to China. So I had to spend a night in Amsterdam and I had to go out and find a change of clothes and toothpaste and deodorant and everything. Right, so yeah. yeah, so I learned a lesson the hard way there, <laughs> particularly on long haul yeah. flights. Yeah. And if, you, if, you're doing a, if you're going through a hub and you, you're catching a connecting flight, sometimes if the connections are tight, you might make the flight, but your suitcase might not. So they're just things to bear in mind. And again, if you're traveling long haul, Make sure that you wear loose fitting clothes, comfortable clothes. You do tend to swell up a little bit on a long haul flight. So again, loose fitting, comfortable shoes. Wear compression shot shots, <laughs> socks even. You know, just to just to try and avoid any any blood clots and, and just keep moving around as much as you can at, at, at fairly regular intervals. Just even if it's just to stand up and stretch your legs and, you know, drink plenty of water. Go light on the alcohol as well on a long haul flight because um, that does dehydrate you even more. The key is to keep moving, you know, and, and try and stay comfortable. Many airlines will provide you on a long haul flight with a little uh, complimentary pack containing a pillow and an eye mask and maybe some uh, earbuds and things like that so you can help you to try and get some sleep. Jolly
1: oh, good. That's some great advice there steven yeah, so top um, tips there. thank you yeah. we're all looking forward yeah. to getting back on on a plane or a boat <laughs> or a, a train anything
2: yeah. aren't yeah. we just to, or anything to get away. really yeah absolutely i mean yeah I, I mean and it's the message that we're hearing all the time now from people when can we go away when can we go away? where can we go you know and yeah people are just desperate to escape yeah. they just want to get back to some kind of normality and, and make up for what has been a lost year really yeah. uh, in many respects. Yeah. So.
1: so in that respect, I think you're going to be, well, fingers crossed, you're going to be busy going forward. So Steve, we always ask our guests for their networking tip. Have you got one for us today?
2: My top tip for networking is simply just to take lots of notes. I try and note down what people are saying as much as I can it's not always possible but particularly names and when it's face-to-face networking I am terrible with remembering names so I always write the names down as well of everybody that's present and a little bit about what they're saying that's why Zoom I guess has worked well for me because everybody's name is generally underneath their picture so I don't have that issue but uh, yeah lots of notes that's that's my top tip thank you
1: if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that?
2: The best way is to email us which is Deborah.spencer at notjusttravel.com or they can call us on 07939-110039. And we also ask people to look at our website which is um dot com. On there lots of tips, some blogs on there. And also lots of offers as well. Are you also on LinkedIn as well though, Steve? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, yep.
1: Yes, you're always putting tempting offers on LinkedIn, (laughs) (laughs) which make me quite jealous.
2: (laughs) And And we're on Facebook as well. The Facebook page is not just Travel Steve and Debbie
0: right okay. what we'll do we'll add all these links in anyway to the show
2: notes if people do want to get in touch with you great thank you yeah we put lots of offers on there and a lot of the offers that we do get are trade only as well you know that they are very specific sounds good brilliant sounds
1: good. thank you very much for yeah that, thanks for those uh, tips yeah it's okay, been useful no. i'm
2: sure people will find all those extremely
0: useful if uh, yeah some if, stuff
1: in there that i didn't know
0: no i didn't realize as well so that's mm. pretty good is that you know thank yeah, you for that test, Steve. yeah it's, um, it's been been
1: good, yeah, so thanks for joining us.
0: Nope. Yep, thanks for being with no, us. Well, we've so. enjoyed our chat, and um, take care, take care. We'll see, see you soon. soon. Yeah, yep. thank you. Bye bye. We're almost at the end of this week's show, but before we go, we are excited to tell you about our In Business Talk 2 episode this coming Tuesday. Our special guests on next week's podcast are Steve and Joanne Clayton of Data Bubble. And we're really looking forward to speaking to them and digging deeper into their experiences as a business couple.
1: And if you'd like to know more about in-business networking, then please go to our website. The details will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us this week on In-Business Talks to Friday Fix. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have, all that we ask is that you simply tell a friend about the show. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time... This is Ian and Tracy, and together we, we are, are in, in business.
0: business. Goodbye. Goodbye.